At secondary school, Anna used to signal to Abby that they would be partners when the teacher mentioned they were pairing up soon. This would leave Caitlin regularly aware of where she stood in their friendship. She knew she'd get invited to Anna's wedding, but she had a feeling her lack of a plus one, and that position in school probably meant that she'd be close to the bottom of the list. Sure enough, she ended up eating next to two infirm aunties in a wheelchair, and some of the parents' neighbours, who wouldn't make it past the first dance. They were in a treehouse-style setting in the New Forest, and she'd spent most of the morning watching the ponies on the road from the lay-by. She was so early, as usual, that she saw the groom and the best man doing a shot of rum and trying to pin their buttonholes on. So she reversed out and drove a mile backwards towards the pub she was staying in. Like in four weddings, there had been a few more guests staying there, but they were either harassed-looking young parents fussing over wet wipes, or old family members shuffling up and down the old stairs on the hunt for the right glasses. The purple dusting of heather skimmed the flatlands before the oak tree swallowed them. It was like blusher that mixed with Norman cultivated ferns. From a distance, it was hard to distinguish skinny white cattle from well-fed ponies. Caitlin checked her makeup in the mirror and sighed at another mascara disaster. She felt she looked like when eight-year-olds sneak into their mum's room. She could count on one hand how many times she'd been this made up all year. One of them had been a date night at home on her own, inspired by the new Lucy Worsley documentary about ancient Egypt. Another wedding than Caitlin. Another day with the same old rehearsed script. She's well practiced now. She's an accountant of sorts. But really, she's into crafting. And she's got a nice little Etsy following. She usually bats away your questions about her family setup by making a joke about how much she sleeps like a starfish. Following a somewhat carb-heavy barbecue meal, she found herself in the kids' colouring and sticking room with no other adults. She always ended up with kids swarming around her, as though she were the CBB's Pied Piper sponsored by Fatface. Today they wanted to show her their TikTok dances, discuss the best prime flavours, and brainstorm the most important Harry Potter sub-character, as well as obviously honing their bubble writing. With absolutely no sign of any parents, other than perhaps a milky-looking stump of a man in the doorway, she became the sole carer of up to seven five- to ten-year-olds. I think A's are like the hardest to do bubble writing for, said little Millie, with her holiday braid still flopping in front of her face. She struck Caitlin as both popular and kind. Gentle, generous, but sadly destined for some tears at the hands of girls who find being sweet and pretty a threat to their popularity with boys. Yeah, A's, O's and D's, they're all a bit tricky, aren't they, darling? Replied Caitlin whilst popping unicorn stickers out of a production line for all involved. The girl had moved to sitting on her lap, and obviously picked up on Caitlin's natural place as the care provider. The sound of a poorly tuned Valerie bumbled away in the distance, while the Caitlin Craft Club were now making crowns with stickers and letters. The quietest child was a little boy called Theo, who sat at the end of the table, 
and had only spoken to correct his sister about a Pokemon character's name. Caben saw he'd not chosen to write his name on the crown, but instead he'd written the word cobweb and drawn a huge cobweb with a little stick man inside. Caitlin had some experience of treading carefully around a child like this. Hey, I love your cobwebs, you know. I love them. Do you know spiders build a new one every day? Yes. They eat them to regain the lost protein, he replied, without looking up. The world now called him neurodivergent, which was so much better than in the 90s when he would just be the inverted comma special. Perhaps one day he wouldn't even be considered anything. Perhaps the rest of the world might be diagnosed with being boring and they'd have to have a special teaching assistant to help them think more imaginatively about the world and focus on something specific all day, like cobwebs. Then in came his dad, Peroni in each hand, and staggering in with his gut full of pulled pork. Theo, your mum wants to know if you've been to the toilet today because you know what happens at these sorts of things. Caitlin looked down and pretended to be ensconced in the emoji stickers. Sorry, am I talking to myself? He said, at a louder volume. He didn't seem to find Caitlin's adult presence a threat to his tone, as though she might as well be a kid at the table. All right? was your funeral out of the roof of her vision she saw him trying to ally himself to her but she chose not to look up as some sort of protest and allegiance to Theo so he flopped off belching under his breath like an old hound Theo didn't look up Caitlin slid her crown towards the end of the table without a word and she copied his cobweb design but drawn two stick people in the cobweb, hoping he'd realise it was her and him. Or maybe if not her, then someone else who might one day appreciate cobwebs too. <laughs>